0: Seven touches, seven touches. To my knowledge, the, the, the seven touches system is, I guess, unique to the Fitz Group. Uh, it's something that I came up with out of necessity. And um, I don't know that we've protected intellectual property, but I don't care, man. I just want everybody to do better. Uh, and the seven touches for me came, like I said, came out of necessity. So let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Placement. Placement. If you're new to the insurance industry and you don't know this terminology yet, please learn it. Placement uh, is something that you should know. The question is, how much of your submitted business gets issued and makes it through the free look period? How much of your business that you submitted makes it, gets issued and makes it through the free look period? That's called placed business. That percentage is your placement. So, an example of that, you submit 10 applications... You get eight issued and placed, meaning eight of them the insurance companies approved and the clients kept it through the free look period. That is an 80% placement rate. If your placement is 80%, the insurance companies love you. They're expecting 75% placement. Uh, 75% placement is expected. If your placement is over 70%, the insurance companies are going to be okay with you. But if your placement starts dipping below 70%, the insurance companies are seriously considering terminating your contract with them. Just be aware of that. It's important to track it internally. It's uh, for per company and then overall. And we can show you that in a different conversation. That's not this talk. But uh, it is It is worth noting and paying attention to because it is something that can cost you um, your career, <laughs> really. Next, persistency. <clears throat> persistency. How much of your placed business stays on the books for three months, six months, nine months, and 13 months? So the insurance company approved it. The clients kept it through the free look period. It's now been placed. Now that the business is placed, how long does it stay on the books? The insurance companies are really looking at that first year. That's when a lot of the business is gonna drop off. If it lasts beyond the first 13 months, it's probably gonna last for a while, and they're gonna be able to make money on that. But they're looking at what is your persistency rate for a three-month, the first three months, the first six months, the first nine months, and then the first 13 months. That percentage is your persistency, okay? So the example is you placed eight pieces. Remember before, you submitted 10, eight got placed. And then six are still in the books in 13 months. That is a 75% 13-month placement. Insurance companies are great with that. Insurance companies expect another 20% to drop off the books in the first year. Listen, insurance companies aren't stupid, and I learned early on they don't do anything that costs them money. And so they know that not every piece of business that gets submitted is going to be approved and on the books for the next 30 years. They know that. They're not dummies. However, they do have certain standards they expect, and if they, the standards drop below that, that's not normal. It's probably the agent, and they will get rid of the agent. So, the litmus test. Uh, how, how are you doing with your clients. Here's really how you know placement, persistency. Does the client see you as their agent? Here's how you know. When a client cancels, do they call you or do they call the company? How do you find out? Not just cancel, but the client needs to cancel the policy. Are they calling you? If the client needs to change their policy, the beneficiary or their address or or some uh, face amount or the term they're covered for, are they calling you? When I need to buy more insurance, are they calling you? I've had agents come on board with us and they say, are my clients my clients? I go, yeah, unless they don't see you as their agent. Like if the relationship is between them and the insurance company, they don't care who you are. And it doesn't matter that you sold them a piece of business and peed on their leg. They're not your client, right? They're the insurance company's client. And that's important because the clients continue we continue to serve the clients over the years and and it continues to pay us over the years and uh, so we want to keep that business on the books here's my story in the field a lot of you guys know that uh, in back in 1999 I sold insurance for like two months in North Carolina where I was born and raised Heather and I picked up and moved to Dallas to start building an agency Uh, And and here we are, 20 plus years later, still building that agency from Dallas. Uh, It's home. However, six months after moving here, uh, I got a probationary letter for uh, for placement. Uh, At that time, we only represented one insurance company. That one insurance company sent me a letter, said, your placement's bad. Uh, You got 90 days to get it up, to get it better, or we're going to terminate your contract. It was the only company I was representing at the time. And once you start getting terminated by insurance companies for placement, other insurance companies know about that. They don't want to do business with you either. So it was uh, the beginning of the end is what I saw. My first question is placement. What the heck is placement? How in the world are they going to terminate me for something I don't even know what it is? So it was a hard uh, a lesson uh, that the mentors I had early on didn't tell me about it. And, and, and really, truly, a couple of them didn't know what placement was either. They got started about the same time as me. And then a couple of them just, there's a thousand things to tell somebody. They just forgot to tell me this one. Um, and we weren't paying attention. We were running and gunning and just trying to make money and, and get a business up and off the ground. And lo and behold, six months in, the insurance company's saying, yeah, that's about to end for you. And so I freaked out. And my response to it was not sit in a corner and cry and regret having moved halfway across the country. Instead, what I started doing was reaching out to, um, to other agents that I saw as being successful. Uh, in the insurance industry, uh, a friend invited me to a, an industry networking meeting um, with this with this organization, and I won't tell you the name of the organization because I don't think it's important that you join it. I'm not a member of it, but I went and heard this speaker talk, and and he was telling me just take care of your clients, and you know he's telling me about the importance of of uh, overrides and and hiring other agents, and and I was just you know. I just remember asking him a thousand questions. I, I was introduced to somebody else who uh, it was told to me that he, like 95% of his business gets issued and stays on the books. And I was like, holy cow, I want to know what that guy knows. And so I started developing a system that I didn't really have a name for, but it was my system for making sure the business got issued and then making sure it stayed on the books. It was my system for that. Um, <clears throat> and then we hired joanne here on staff our first staff member uh hired joanne a lot of you guys know joanne we hired joanne and she started telling me that when she and her late husband were pastors uh singles pastors they um they had this they believed in seven touches that uh when a new guest came into their ministry that they had they if they if they connected with that person seven times that it was a good likelihood they were going to continue coming. So, you know, the first time maybe somebody at the door greeting them when they first come in, the second time maybe, you know, giving them this magnet they put up on their, their refrigerator of upcoming events. You know, maybe it's a phone call. Uh, I'm not going through the, the ministry's seven touches, but the idea is the more touch that you have with with that person, the more likely it is they're going to continue to stick around. And and I and I, I told her about my system of keeping business on the books. She said it sounds like the same. So I just called it seven touches that's where the seven touches name came from and I know it benefited me the the end result people say what what happened with that probationary letter well they gave me 90 days to get it better and they didn't terminate me I'm still here so it worked (laughs) it worked and really what I saw the last uh, year I was in the business 84% of my business uh, from application to 13 months later was still on the books That's huge. That's a big number. Insurance companies love agents that can say numbers like that. Are there people better than me? Absolutely. But but I was a profit center, not a profit loss, not 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 a a loss center, but a profit center for these insurance companies. And when I called and asked for help, they bent over backwards to help me because they knew I was good business, and that's a big deal. So let's kind of go through the seven touches. Um, This process will. It will help you put more business in, uh, in place and keep it in place. It's going to help you get more business issued and keep it in place. It's uh, going to reduce the amount of time dedicated to personal production. Listen, if you, can, if you can take a week to knock out X amount of production or two days to knock out X amount of production, w- which one are you going to go with? If the, if the production is the same, would you rather work more or less? Everybody says less. Well, what do I do with that free time, Fitz? You're just trying to get me to build an agency. Well, that's what I did with my time, but you could join a wine club if you want. You could join a book club. You could you know, go to your kids' soccer games. You, you, you're not having to work as much, and so you have more time to do with as you see fit. I wouldn't build a business so that I could have even more time, but you do with what you want to. Increase, this is going to increase the number of referrals, which can reduce your lead bill and overall cost per sale. So using the seven touches system is going to ultimately uh, require you to work less over time, and it's going to increase your profit. Now, people like to talk about what they grossed. I'm more concerned and interested in what you profited because that's what you got to keep. So uh, this is going to help all of that. <laughs> Let's jump into it. Number one touch, the phone call to book the appointment. Okay, It seems simple, but when you are making a dial, that's the first touch. It's important how you sound across the phone. I'm not gonna get into a whole bunch of phone script training today. This is the first touch. Unfortunately, it's usually the only touch a lot of uh, agents will make with a, with a client, um, but it's the first touch. You need to be friendly. Um, I always had a mirror sitting next to me when I was making dials uh, so I could see my face. I, I have, um, I've been told that my resting face doesn't always seem that pleasant And so I have to be sure that I'm raising my eyebrows and I'm smiling and all that sort of stuff, because usually my face looks like this It's because I'm thinking. So I have to I'm always aware of it. And when I was making dials back in the day, I had the had the, the, the mirror right there so I could watch myself. I figured if I liked what I was seeing, they probably were liking what I was hearing. So on that phone call, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not. Uh, doing anything to create a wedge between me and the potential client instead I'm just trying to make a friend and book an appointment that's the first touch we're gonna move past that one the second touch you're gonna run the appointment now I got some sub sub points here that I'm gonna because I think this point too, the second touch is a big deal most agents only ever make the phone call run the appointment uh, I, I heard it said I heard it said earlier from a from a top producer that um, what we have ultimately when we make the sale we have enough information to become our client <laughs> and uh, and so uh, there are touches after this that really matter but the appointment is a big deal and I'll tell you probably the biggest shift in my placement persistency. The biggest shift in keeping business on the books for me happened with these points on the appointment. And, and I've taught this and I've had people say, "Whew, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, it does, but I'm telling you, it's the right thing for your client and it's the right thing for you. So you're running the appointment, I'm not going through the in-home presentation today, I'm just gonna cover these four points. Point A, give them a chance to back out. I remember when I heard this from the, and I know I know the producer I heard it from, Uh, I I still uh, am friends with him on Facebook. When he told me this, I thought, you're nuts. But then I tried it, and I was like, son of a gun, it worked. So give him a chance to back out. In the appointment, you've made the sale. You got the application. You got the check, right? It's at this point that and i say you got the check i know we're in a digital age now and maybe you didn't uh but i still like paper apps maybe you did an electronic application uh okay so so we're gonna we're gonna have to tailor this a little bit but in in, in my day and if you're using a paper application i just slid the paper across to them the, the application across to them if you're using your ipad i guess maybe you just slide your ipad across to them but what i said to them then i said listen i'm i'm very happy that we were able to get you covered today Um, If you are not completely satisfied with what we've done, I recommend that we either make changes or go ahead and tear up the application altogether. Now's the time to make changes or tear up the application altogether. Now, if you're happy with what you've done, I just need you to push it back over to me. So, I don't know. Today, maybe you're saying, if you're not happy with what you've done, just take my iPad and smash it on the desk. No, probably don't do that. But we can just hit delete. We can just clear it all out. Um, But... In the time I did that, I had four applications that tore them up in front of me. And I gotta tell you, it was like my heart was tearing in two, because I needed to pay rent. <laughs> I had bills to pay, and they were tearing that up. But what I knew they were keeping me from, and it was hard to swallow, but what I knew they were keeping me from, though, is 30, 60, 90 days down the road, they were gonna cancel. And I was gonna get a charge back, and that was gonna hurt more than never being paid. So, I gave them that opportunity. Now, when they push the application back to me, I said, hey, we either need to change it now or or cancel it all now. But if you're happy with what you've done, I just need you to push it back over to me just to to say that, hey, I'm happy with this. When they pushed it back over, let me just tell you, that's when the sale was made. The sale was done. They've now bought. The selling part was finished. They bought. There's a difference between us selling and them buying. They just bought it. They now have ownership over it. They like it. It's theirs. Psychologically, this is huge, what they just did. I gave them a chance to get off the hook. Instead, they said, no, I want it. It's a big deal. So we can talk more about that one-on-one if you want to have a conversation about that. Number two or point B here, nip replacements in the bud. I hear Barney Fife in my head. Uh, I grew up watching Andy Griffith. and You gotta nip it in the bud. So you gotta nip the replacements in the bud. I, I had a lot of my business get replaced uh, in the early days because I didn't do this and then I changed it and, and, and just very rarely did business ever get replaced. Here's what I did. Uh, a lot of new agents come on board and they want uh, product, they, they want business cards, and they want all that sort of stuff. I didn't do all that. I had these free folders, and so I told Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to open up this folder uh, from the insurance company. I got all the materials in there, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to write um, a couple of things in here, uh, just, just what you got. So first, my name, my phone number, fax, email, blah, 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 address, whatever, everything I could, and then I went through and I wrote down just a summary, bullet point, of the benefits they got and then how much it costs monthly. And I told them, Mrs. Jones, other insurance agents are going to come in here and tell you that what I sold you doesn't exist. And I lied to you and cheated you and blah, 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 blah. It's just what they do. I hate it. But you've got it right here. And so you need to just show them this. And if they can beat what I've given you, if, if they have all these benefits at a better price, then I need you to call me. Because that's the company I want to represent. They have a great product. But most likely, I bet they're lying, and I'd like to set that person straight if you're okay with that. Yeah, great. So I would get that phone call. I would get that phone call from Mrs. Jones, and she'd say, Mr. Fitzgerald? Yes, Mrs. Jones. Mr. Fitzgerald, this is Mrs. Jones. And just like you said, there's an agent sitting in my house right now. In my head, I'm going, why'd you even let them in? They're sharks. But there's a there's an agent sitting right at my my kitchen table right now, and he's telling me that you didn't give him a good deal, and blah, blah, blah. blah. She just gave me the scenario. I go, Mrs. Jones, that's not a problem. I'm sure it's a misunderstanding. Maybe it's a great company. Let me uh, talk to him real quick. Put him on the phone. And she put the client, the agent on the phone. And I went from lamb to lion. I, I went from prey to predator at this point. So I just went on all-out attack. You know why? Because that agent was, number one, jacking with my client and jacking with my reputation number two I had a problem with both of those things I just went right out. I said what company do you represent I represent XYZ I know that company I'm just telling you here's what their product does how are you in a home telling my client that you can do better benefits at a better price it doesn't exist and you know it I don't want to remind you but I'm gonna that Texas Department of Insurance believes that it is our fiduciary responsibility to replace business if it's in the client's best interest but Mr. Agent, if it's not in our client's best interest, the State Department of Insurance would prefer that we turn you in so they can take your license because you are predatory selling. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to stand for it. I know the state doesn't like it either. Now, I may or may not have said other words in there that might be offensive if I was recording it right now. And I may have threatened them. I don't know, whatever. But now put Mrs. Jones back on the phone. He did, and I'm back to being the lamb. Hey, Mrs. Jones, I, you know, there's a misunderstanding. He didn't really understand what, what you had bought, but he's got it now. Well, Mr. Fitzgerald, I don't know what you said, but that young man's crying. He's packing up and leaving. Happened multiple times. I'm just telling you, you got to nip those replacements in the bud. Tell them ahead of time what those other agents are going to say. Now, I'm going through a bunch of touches. I promise you I'm spending the most time on this second touch. Point C. Plant seeds for future sales. All during that appointment, you're planting seeds for future sales. What do I mean? There's children running around, and I'm asking, have you started planning for college funding for these kids? Hey, God forbid, Mrs. Jones, let me ask you this. If, these, if something happened to, to little Johnny there, h- how are you going to pay for that funeral? Oh, I don't want to think about my kids dying. I don't want to profit on my children. No way. That's disgusting. I would never suggest something like that. But uh, my sister almost lost her son once, and there's no way she could have gone back to work the next day. There's no way. It would have been too devastating. So don't worry about it now. I'm just going to put a little note in your file, and and next time we talk, I'll I'll bring the information. Or maybe I'm talking to him, and it's a 45-year-old who's worked at his current job for two years. 45-year-old who's worked at his current job for two years had a job before that. So I'm going to ask him, Mr. Jones, you worked at your current job for two years. What did you do before that? Oh, I worked for such and such company. Did they have a 401K or IRA, anything like that in place for you? Yeah, they did. Who's managing that now for you? Well, I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to make a note here, and I'll get back to you with some numbers. We'll talk about that another time. Not right now. So it's just stuff like that that you're observing. You hear top producers talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but you're observing. You're making notes, and you say, you know what? not going to talk about it right now, but I'll make a note in your file, and I'll be sure to get you that information. Point D, give them proper expectations for communication. I set the expectation with my client. The policies I was selling primarily uh, in those days, we're, we're issuing in two weeks or less. I told my clients routinely twice that, that it was going to take four to six weeks to get this approved. If, get, if it gets issued faster than that, I'll certainly let you know. But in four to six weeks. Um, and, and I just kind of set that expectation. So I also set the expectation, though, that I was going to be calling them every week until it did get issued. And, yes, that was part of my regular routine. I mean, it's not like I had 8,000 clients I was submitting every week. I might, I might have been submitting five or ten applications a week. So maybe maybe I'm having to make 20 or 30 calls a week to clients that are in underwriting, maybe. Right. So it doesn't take long and you're not having to do like a a long conversation. It's just a real quick phone call. But but I would just set the expectation. I'm going to call you every week until it gets approved, Um, committing to something and then following that up, backing that up with your activity. It it actually it it earns trust with the client and. and, and they, I mean, they just trust you more, and they're going to tell you more, and they're going to give you more information. So um, I, just, I set that expectation that I was going to be communicating with them every week until their policy got, deliver, uh, got issued, and then I would set up a time to really install that policy for them. All right, that's point two, touch two. Touch three, call to update the client on the progress of the application. I told them in point D, 2D here, that, that I'd be calling them every week. So now the, set, the third touch is actually calling them. And maybe that first call is just a voicemail. Hey, Mrs. Jones, this is your insurance agent, Fitz. Just want to let you know uh, your, your paperwork got submitted properly. Everything is in proper order. The underwriters are doing their thing. It's, it's all standard right now. I think that right now they're waiting on a prescription check and, and, and your driver's record. But not, not a big deal. Uh, I'll keep you posted. Just a real quick 30-second call. If I catch them on the phone, I'm doing the same thing. Real quick 30-second call. Fourth touch, call to install the policy. Normally the initial policies we're selling by the second week of communicating with them, normally it's been issued. Now nowadays the insurance companies primarily are sending the, the policies directly to the client. Well you if you have a relationship with the underwriter and with the with the new business processing there, you kind of have an idea of when it's getting to the client. I recommend that you go and what we call install the policy. Uh, this is where you're going and making sure once more that the client understands what you what 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 they bought now where most agents screw up is you got all of that person's personal information and an authorization to draft their account for the next three hundred sixty days and then you go silent with that client and they never hear from you again that's unsettling. If you've ever had one of those door-to-door sales people sell you those magazines, you never get the magazines, but you paid them 50 bucks, it's unsettling. You just feel like you've just been stolen from. It's even worse with this because we have all their private information too on top of all that. So it is important that you call to install the policy. What does installing the policy look like? It's I'm, I'm calling them and say, Mrs. Jones, it looks like your policy's been approved. It should be to your house tomorrow. I'd like to set up a time later this week that I'm sitting down with you, just making sure you guys understand uh, what it is that you that you've got your hands on. Number five, now you're installing the the policy. So this is the fifth touch. You're back in that home, you're sitting down with the client and what you're really doing is showing them what their policy looks like. Now we do represent a number of insurance companies now but policies all basically have the same format. The first main page, there may be like a cover page, but the first main page is the declaration page and it goes through the bullet points of what this person bought. This is what you want to kind of hover around for them. Look, what we took care of was this and this and this and this and this. And then I flip to the back of the policy of, and say, now, listen, This here's the original application that we submitted. And everything in between is sleeping material if you have trouble sleeping at night. It's all the legalese that the insurance companies have to write in these policies to cover their butts. Okay, so... <clears throat> If you ever have any questions about any of that, please let me know. That's basically the installation of the policy. It takes about five minutes. But then I present to them the additional information that I said I would bring them. Whatever is next. Maybe it's the policy about their kids. Maybe it's the information they requested about getting some insurance on their parents for final expenses. Maybe it's information about the IUL that they were looking for for tax-free retirement. Or maybe it's about rolling that annuity over. Maybe it's about setting them up. Um, for our registered investment advisor to kind of take a look at their investments and see what we can do. But whatever it is, you're presenting that there. Every time I'm in front of a client, I'm presenting, and it, it doesn't have to be a flip chart and you know, PowerPoint presentation videos. I'm, I'm just bringing forth in front of them information that will benefit them. Number six, 30-day checkup. So 30 days after their policy's been delivered, I call them. Hey, Mrs. Jones, how's that policy working for you? <laughs> now, they haven't died. It's working great. It's just in their, in their safe, right? So I'm just, I'm just checking. How's it going for you? Everything good? Any questions? You come up with any questions? No? Great. Fantastic. Hey, did you get a chance to look at that information I left you about covering little Johnny? I'd love to get back and, and, and help you take care of that. Go ahead and set that up so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Number seven, keep in touch, letter, or text. Now there's a lot of different programs out there, go Google them, a lot of different uh, customer relationship tools, uh, letters that can be sent out. You can, you can set up some of this stuff to be automatic, automatically generated and ma- automate the whole thing. Um, but uh, that's the seventh touch is just that letter going out about additional services that you have to offer. Oh, by the way, we also handle Medicare and can answer any Medicare questions you have. You know, just stuff like that you're just sending out. And that's the seven touches. But then there's also an eighth touch, because now you're going to follow up with that that keep in touch marketing, that that letter or text that you sent out to them. You're going to call them and say, hey, Mrs. Jones, did you get that letter? Hey, Mrs. Jones, did you get that text? Did you have any questions? All you're trying to do is real quick, simple touches just to be back in front of them again so they're constantly thinking about you. Next time they're at work and they overhear somebody talking about needing to buy life insurance, they're going to reference you. They're going to give you that referral. Next time they're thinking about buying more life insurance, they're going to talk about you because you're in front of them all the time. If ever I buy another house, I know exactly who I'm calling because the the two houses we've bought, we bought through this lady. She helped us get them, and she's constantly marketing to us and letting us know hey, if I can help, let me know. I'm thinking about her. Number nine, the ninth touch is a 60 day checkup. Yeah, 30, 60, 90 day checkup is number 10. You're calling a check in. Hey, Mrs. Jones, everything's still working well? Is it what you expected? Did you have any questions? Anything pop up? Hey, did you, did you take a look at that paperwork about, about taking care of that old 401k? I mean, I know the market just took a dip. Did you want to go ahead and take care of that before you lose more? You know, just, just lighthearted. But again, the main part is that you're staying in touch with them. You're being a friend and you're figuring out how you can help them. Always. Number 11, swing by the house. Most likely appointments that you're running are in the same area where other clients live. So keep, uh, keep that in a database. Keep that on, a, on, on your phone and just kind of go, I know people who've mapped it all out with Google and all this sort of stuff of where clients are. Uh, there are more and more programs coming out now that do what they call geofencing. So if you're near an air, uh, a, a, a client of yours, it'll pop up on your phone and tell you. There's software like that, but just the basics of it is knowing that I'm in this area, I know I have other clients there, just swing by their house. Well, Fitz, that's rude. I have friends swing by the house all the time. I never think it's rude. They knock on the door. Hey, I was just in the area. Want to say hi? Hi, how you doing? It's the same sort of thing. Hey, Mrs. Jones, good to see you again. It's Fitz, your insurance guy. Hey, just just want to say. Hey, I was just. I'm taking care of a client over there. And i got another client I'm taking over there. And as I was driving by, I just saw your house. Oh, i got to see how Mrs. Jones is doing. Everybody good? How little Johnny do on those tryouts for the soccer team? Did he make it? I knew he would. He's good. Listen, if I can help you anyway, let me know. Did you get a chance to look at that stuff for your parents? You did? Okay, well, let's go ahead and set a time to talk about that. I want to get that in place. Because if, if your parents pass away, either the insurance companies are going to pay for that or you are. Which one would you prefer? The insurance com- Okay, let's go ahead and set that up. i got my calendar right here. And just go and book a time Take those opportunities. Number 12, birthday and holiday greetings. I've got a friend uh, who does not celebrate birthdays, but every year I send him a text and just say, hey, uh, this many years and nine months ago, your parents got it on and I'm grateful. Like it's just, I'm just, he doesn't celebrate birthdays, but I want him to know that I'm thinking of him and I'm grateful for him in my life. And I wanna gross him out just a little bit because he's a friend. Holiday greetings. I've had, <clears throat> I'm not Jewish. I've had Jewish friends tell me I'm more Jewish than they are because I know more about their holidays and I recognize them and, 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 and wish them well wishings on those holidays. I don't have to share in my beliefs with them in order to be happy for them and, and congratulate them on another another holiday, right? So those little greetings are great. 13, annual review. Annual reviews don't have to be annually. They can be quarterly. If you've if you've had a client for 5 years and never done an annual review, you can say, "Mrs. Jones, I'm calling to set up our our required annual review." Who requires it? You do. I do. We all require it. <laughs> it's required. We do annual reviews is what we do. We just want to get back in front of the client and see if cuz things change. In a year, in a year they could have bought a house, lost a parent and and had a baby. That kind of stuff happens rapidly. Life happens quickly. And as life is changing, so are their needs. Well, who's going to help them with that? You are, or a competitor is. I prefer it be you, okay? So annual reviews are required. Set them up. Set up a quarterly review. Semi-annual review. I'm going to stop at 13. You get the idea. The touches can continue. The thing is, we get so caught up in getting that new lead and making that new phone call and booking that new appointment and making that new sale that we forget to cultivate we forget to to serve our existing clients and as a result we're stepping over those dollars to pick up these pennies and I would rather pick up the dollars and the pennies if we can so hope that helps uh, I promise you it has helped me again as a reminder this process is going to help you put more business in place and keep it in place it's going to help reduce the amount of time dedicated to personal production and it's going to increase the number of referrals which lowers your overall expenses it helped me it's helped others if you will start to institute uh, and implement these this teaching into your business even if you're brand new or if you've been in the business 15 years start today implementing this your business is going to be more solid you're gonna make more money and serve more people if I can help you, let me know. Hope that helped. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfitz.com. That's t-i-m-e-w-i-t-h-f-i-t-z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to slash contact Again, slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.